today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Derek here. Katie here. And Jason. <laughs> I see that smile creep across your face. You are now back to work, sir. I'm back to work, but you you're not to, happy about it. Much, I'm still on the beaches of Hawaii in my mind. But you hear the shouting of me bright and early for the podcast. <laughs> I saw it just like wash over you. There yeah. was a certain expression yeah. you gave. Anyway, let's. Uh, we, got, we got a bunch of stories from over the weekend. Let's start with Alec Baldwin. This is a huge story uh, that came out about the FBI concluding in its report that Alec Baldwin on the set of actually pulled the trigger, you know, pulled his finger, and that's what the, fired the gun that killed Helena Hutchins. This is a huge development because, remember, in the wake of the tragedy, Alec Baldwin did an interview. He went on television, which we found very surprising as lawyers, and he said, I didn't fire that gun. All I did was cock the, the hammer back, and something must have misfired, meaning the hammer must have hit the bullet, and that's why the bullet left the chamber, but I certainly didn't pull the trigger. Well, the FBI conducted a ton of tests, on, it's unclear whether it's an identical gun or the actual gun, right. but they said this gun can't fire that way. Just doesn't work. We tried the hammer thing. All the hammer would do is is maybe set off some spark that allows an explosion in the gun, but no release of a cartridge. Yep. Uh, so they said it's impossible. So Alec Baldwin did one of two things. He either didn't uh, remember what he actually did or he lied. Mm -hmm. But either way, does it really matter, right? We now have him pulling the actual trigger and somebody dying as a result. It may matter for him criminally. From a civil perspective, I don't really think it matters at this point, right? He is fully culpable, at least from a monetary point of view, for the damage caused to Helena Hutchins' uh, widow, widower, and, and, and uh, daughter, daughter yeah. I believe, who, who no longer has a mother. Um, and this is a this is a bad moment for Alec Baldwin, both because of the eventual of the findings of the FBI, but also because he got up on George Stephanopoulos and he said something he didn't need to say, which was he, he cornered himself into a position that he never pulled the trigger. And as a as a lawyer, you would never want your client to go out there give statements that can all be used against you. They can't actually help you in any way in court. Yeah. They're not admissible. He's going to have to get up and testify to that again. And meanwhile, he's already on record, committed to the position that he's taken. He cannot get out of that. It's just the height of hubris and stupidity. It is. Well, and he, at the time, weren't we all like, there's no way he absolutely pulled the trigger. I mean, everyone yeah. was like, what is he talking about? So yeah, this it, wasn't Although that it was like this antiquated gun, we didn't exactly. know how it worked. He was leaning on the idea that this is an old revolver. You guys don't understand. You can sometimes see in movies where they just hit the, hit yeah, the yeah, hammer yeah. a bunch of times. This is not how these guns actually work on movie right. sets. And the FBI has now proved that when he did the interview, what was he thinking that there's an onslaught of negative attention that people think I shot this woman. Yes. I need to get out in front of it to save whatever remnants of my career are left. And he's such a he's a smart guy. Right. So Very. he uh, you can imagine him overpowering his lawyers. No lawyer advised him to go on George Correct. Stephanopoulos to the to the contrary. His lawyers and they weren't said, sitting next to him. You see those interviews often where a client is sitting next to the lawyer on the couch. The yes. Today Show, his lawyer was not in the room yes. and wasn't going to be in the room because Alec Baldwin was not going to be held back from what he wanted to say. This is the problem with being too smart for your own good. You actually, as a client, want to be someone, as a lawyer, you want a client who hands over their life to you and says, I'm in a lot of trouble. Tell me exactly what to do and I'll follow the rules. Yeah. Whereas Alec Baldwin is a sophisticated client. And that's the worst kind of client in a lot of ways because they know too much and they know just enough to get themselves in trouble. Also, this is a bad move. But, but let me ask a question. Will he be held, will this work against him in a civil case? Because his job as the actor on that set was to pull the trigger. Right? Like, even though this has come well, out now but, that but he, did. he, he contended that he so, didn't. So even though he went on an interview and said, I didn't do it, and, and now the FBI is saying, well, yeah. you did, does it really it's, matter? It, it, the, the, the point that it matters yeah. is it calls his credibility into question, right? He has now taken a position that the FBI, now he's going to have his own experts who are going to say, oh, the FBI is, uh, uh, you know, full of crap, and he he didn't pull the trigger, but but 
to the extent that you buy the what the FBI is saying and their forensics people who are presumably the best, he got up on George Stephanopoulos and the very least was wrong about what happened. So how can you trust what he's going to, that he was right about other things? And at the worst, if you don't like him and you don't buy it, that he lied about. It. And if he lied about this, then everything else he's saying was a lie as well. Why isn't it possible that he got up there and not thinking that the gun was loaded because he didn't, he actually pulled the trigger. Right. At which point, that that's sort of a better argument than he just hit the hammer. And I, I don't this know. is now more for his lawyers to deal with in the trial because now right. his credibility is in question. If he had been quiet, they don't have to deal with this particular issue. Now they have to grapple with the fact that yeah. he said something that was untrue in a huge interview. Now, I do think he'll have ways of saying, like, I was overwhelmed. He might bring in some psychi psychiatrists that you don't remember when you're in a traumatic moment. But he can't exactly say that. He, re doing. he remembered it perfectly at the at Stephanopoulos. Step by step detail. That's the problem. He, did, he can't yeah. now say, oh, I, you know, maybe I was wrong. I was confused. It was hazy, the fog of war. He can't say that because he went on Stephanopoulos. He was totally clear in his testimony. He didn't say he was confused. Yes. He My guess is he'll say now the FBI is wrong. I still did not pull that trigger. <laughs> That's what he's going to say. He's, he's going to have to himself into that corner. But that is just... his only argument now right. is the right. FBI is wrong. And you're leaving it to the jury to believe that before. The he, FBI is a disinterested party who came in and investigated after the fact. He's obviously an interesting party. It's, it's, a, it's a nightmare for his lawyer to have to deal with the inconsistency of the FBI's conclusion versus... You know, the FBI doesn't have an axe to grind yeah. with, with Alec Baldwin in any meaningful sense, yeah. and he now has to make that claim. So it's going to be... Speaking of problems with one's lawyers, Amber Heard is uh, moving on from hers. Uh, crazy, huh? Elaine you... fired. Is it, is it that crazy? Sorry, so Elaine. Elaine, Elaine's off the case. As, as lawyers, I looked at this and I said, oh, Elaine's a trial specialist, and they're now bringing in an appellate team. This is not all that confusing. If, if Elaine is not allowed to sort of participate in the, in the appeal in any meaningful capacity in terms of like helping the appellate lawyers make their arguments, describing what happened in the trial, maybe, but you do generally get a different team of specialists, don't you? You do, except that her her law firm, Elaine Brett Hoff's law firm, has an appellate team too, and it could have tried, could have uh, yeah. uh, gone taking this up to on appeal. It seemed they would have. They filed in the trial court the documents suggesting that they were going to appeal. I, I think you're giving it a very uh, that's very possible they would always do this go to a more specialized trial uh, appellate uh, firm Ballard Spar the firm that she has now hired is a very good Big firm shot. it's very reputable um, but I th I think that Elaine Bredhoff this is a this is oh, it's an indictment of what she did it's an indictment right? well and you can she's believe. been indicted so many times but <laughs> this is the most recent indictment well this during the whole trial everyone was right everyone was talking about how Ma Elaine maybe was not doing the best job for she Amber she was outclassed yeah she was outclassed and, I mean, and this yeah. guarantees that they will take the reins off. Ballard's Bar has no loyalty to Elaine Bredehoff. If you if you hire her like a pellet partner at right. her shop, they're going to sort of soft pedal how badly she did because that's their law partner. It's someone they right. work with. Ballard's Bar is going to paint her as the most inept, inexperienced, terrible lawyer that blew this trial because they have to. That's what will potentially save Amber. Yes. But it's going to be nasty. Like they're going to say horrible things about the way she conducted this trial and maybe for good reason. Let's say one positive thing. Elaine looked like she gave great hugs. <laughs> <laughs> in that trial, she gave great hugs to Amber, right? Yes. And that that's, is important that in is a, that's important well, in your legal team. One of the things you look for <laughs> She was classy in leaving, so maybe she's just trying to soften the landing of what they're going to say. But she said, uh, this is the perfect time to pass the baton. I pledge to Amber and her appellate team my complete cooperation and assistance as they move forward on a path towards success. So that's what a good lawyer says is, I, it's time for me to but, like But pass the my... baton is interesting because, you know, a baton is, is a metaphor for runners running a relay yeah, race. And the first runner has actually got to the second runner and handed it off. This was just like fumbled on the way during the first leg. And now the second runner had to come back and like pick it off the ground right. with, with bloody She's Elaine. She's got skin knees and no teeth right. from exactly. falling on the track. She's, and she's like, like, hey, passing the baton. Can't wait to work 
on the team. They're like, we're good. Uh, so yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see. I still think, you know, we should at least prognosticate a little bit. I think Amber's got a very, very hard case to win on appeal, even yeah. though it was a nightmare. Trials always have a lot of hiccups along the way that don't turn into material errors that will cause reversal of a jury verdict. Once you have a jury verdict, it's virtually impossible to well, get that reversed. It does happen, yeah, absolutely, yeah. If, if things were bad enough. But she was more of sort of inept and bumbling rather than caused such a critical no, error in my mind. The appeal won't be based on uh, ineffective assistance of counsel, I don't think. It'll just be on the yeah. judge's ruling allowing certain evidence and not allowing other evidence. Mm -hmm. So Bill Maher, this is fascinating stuff, right? He came out on a show on Friday God, night. he does it again. He's right? really, he's, yeah, <laughs> causing a stir, Bill Maher. Every week, just disrupting everything. Yeah, and, and he was really making the point that actors are actors and we shouldn't be criticizing either actors or people who cast those actors because they don't fall into the specific either you know uh, a cultural national or you know in other ways sexual back, orientation, back, sexual whatever, orientation yeah. of the person that they're portraying he yes. said that's poppycock this is all about acting i think we have some sound of what he said and finally new rule casting directors have to stop listening to the casting police and go back to doing their job which is picking the best actor for the role now i mention this because a lot of people lately are either apologizing for or calling on others to apologize for playing roles they call appropriation. James Franco was just chosen to play Fidel Castro and John Leguizamo posted, no more appropriation, boycott. I don't got a problem with Franco, but he ain't Latino. <clears throat> okay, but John Leguizamo is Colombian American. He ain't a Venetian, but he played one. Why don't we just go by merit and let the best actor win? Which seems like what happened when Ana de Armas just got picked to play Marilyn Monroe, even though she's Cuban with an accent. Maybe she should play Fidel Castro and, <laughs> and James Franco can play Marilyn Monroe and then we can all... Bill, I see what you did there. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, I point, think this is, you're making a point, though, right? This he, point's interesting. The yeah. whose ox is being gored point. Yes. Don't you like this point a yes. little bit where he says, John Leguizamo's an interesting example. He says, John Leguizamo says, how can James Franco play Fidel Castro, the most famous Cuban on earth? James Franco's not Cuban. And he says, well, interesting. John played a Venetian. I believe he's referring to Tybalt in Romeo and Juliet. And he played an Italian plumber, referring to Mario. And so what Mario. Mario, uh, Mario and Mario. Luigi. <laughs> Of the Mario <laughs> brothers. Do you know Mario's last name is Mario? His name is Mario Mario. It is? Absolutely. <laughs> I did not know they that. They are the Mario brothers, and his name is Mario. And you would always say, I'm the Kaufman brothers. Anyway, no, 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 no. Moving His name's on. Mario Mario. Anyway, uh, what I'm saying is he says, look, if you're if you're transgender or you're gay, are you now going to only be able to play gay roles? Right. Only be able to play but transgender that, roles? Right. That's not a good thing. But it's always the punching up, punching it down thing, right? Uh, you can always play up in the social structure, and that's what a John Leguizamo would say. He said, I'm Colombian-American. I'm the lower rung of the of the uh, social stratus. I can play up to the Venetian. Yes. But or, James Frank... Or to the Italian plumber. Right. right. <laughs> or to the <laughs> video game character. Maybe that's a lateral move. For... <laughs> but you see a lot of actors. I, I mean, Tom Hanks has apologized for playing his course. role in um, Philadelphia. Oh, in Philadelphia, for playing, right. um, for playing a gay man. But why should he? Man. He was phenomenal in that role. Right. He hit it out of the park. Should he really apologize? Is he this, won for two disadvantaged roles in a row. He won right, yeah. for Philadelphia, then he wins for Forrest Gump. Does he have to apologize for both well, movies? Is it, I is mean, it but, but there is there is a, 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 a global point, which is shouldn't actors be actors, play whoever they want, and one of them get out of the way. There's also the practical point. If somebody 
of Forrest, the fictional Forrest Gump's, I think his IQ was mentioned being like well below 100. Yes. You're not going to find that actor to play that role, <laughs> right? Yes. So it's you're basically saying we that can't actor have, to play the right, role. Right. right. You're and, not, you're, so you're just not going to have those roles. You, you know, I, which, which it eventually sort of rolls in on itself and, and, and combusts, right? Right. It's, people should play whatever actor they can hack. And I now, thought it was interesting. He said, also, it's, it's kind of cool when you mix these up. He, he pointed to Hamilton at some point, and he said, there, there's a black George Washington. It's obviously George Washington wasn't black, but that's, that's a cool, up, punching interesting down. punching up. I guess it's all punching up, punching down, but when you get into that's the argument, what is up, what is down, you're really starting to dice humanity up in strange ways because maybe it always, maybe there are certain cases where it's very clear, a rich white person and a disadvantaged advantage black person but when you're in the middle a Colombian playing this yeah. where where's the punch there was up once a time down. in Hollywood 40 50 years ago breakfast at Tiffany's being the great example where they would cast white people in roles that were clearly intended to be people of color Mickey Rooney Mickey Rooney right. in breakfast at Tiffany's where he's doing that awful stereotype impersonation of a Japanese yes. character throughout and that's awful We've moved past that so that that kind of thing doesn't happen. But the, I think the idea, and maybe you guys disagree with me, the idea that a straight person can't play a gay person or a gay person straight or a James Franco who is an Italian-American can't play a Cuban-American, I think that that is not a good I, argument. It's starting right. to become too much. It's right? ridiculous. Like it's, yeah, there's intentionality, right? Mickey Rooney was making fun of Japanese people. Forrest Gump is not making fun of... Right. Tom Hanks is not making fun of mentally disabled people. and Quite the opposite. He's doing an uplifting story. So right. intentionality to me is where it rises and falls. And, what, what, is, yeah. what is the role doing? Is it intending to poke fun? Is blackface intending to make fun of But then of, you can go black... to Farcical, you can go Days of Thunder, and you had Robert Downey Jr. dress up in blackface. Not Days of Thunder. Days uh, of Thunder sorry, is a Tom Cruise movie. No. Uh, uh, Tropic, Tropic Thunder. Thunder. Tropic Thunder. Thunder. Yeah. It, 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 against a farce, and then it's okay again. But when you caught in that middle place. It's, it's acting. Yeah, it's, it's acting. It's acting. And right. Bill Maher even said people become actors so they can spend their lives not being who they are. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Speaking of actors, let's talk a little Whoa. bit about Will. 
Oh. Will Smith and, and Jada, Jada have uh, publicly surfaced for the first time since the Oscar slap, seeing both of them. We saw Will, I think he was in India. There were some pictures of him maybe in an ashram when he was trying to And he sort obviously of heal put out the, his huge apology video, right, about a month ago. His apology video. We've not where, seen the two of them together. Here they are. So, and obvious, it's it's obvious that this is now. We haven't seen two of them apart either. We just haven't seen the two of them. But this is now the, uh, the public relations machine in overdrive, right? Because yeah. where the shots are taken is very sort of interesting. It's, it's curated. It's, it's yeah, curated. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you go to Nobu, This for for people who don't know how LA works, you go to Nobu, Malibu, it's to be spotted and have right. shots it's taken. It's the Kardashian, Kanye West, de- you know, they're the denizens of that place. They're there all the time and now you go there because you want to be seen. Right. And this is a very curated photo. He's walking out and leading with a smile, the Will Smith thousand watt smile yeah. and v- Jada's falling behind, I think, holding on to his pants, looking not, not like a dutiful wife, but looking like they are a team. Oh, I, I they think, look like a team. I think looking like she's reigning him in. I actually thought the photograph was interesting. Oh, they I, did on I, on. Didn't, I didn't understand why they weren't side by side holding hands. I didn't understand why she was just holding on to the back of his pants. Now oh, it could g- be g- that. Sure. that. Now so it could did it backfire? Was that intentional? I didn't see the shot. I would like to see the shot from behind to see if, if he was sort of leading through a pap crush That's and what she I was, was kind out. of just kind of getting into his wake and holding forward. But it didn't look like that from the photo I saw. It almost, uh, I, I don't know. I thought, I thought it was bad optics, honestly, that she's kind of like holding him back yeah almost. i wanted <laughs> to see is, more like hand holding smiling right, exactly, i was surprised exactly. by the i mean again i, I don't think uh, there must have been something going on that he had to lead her through but the he crowd. did they've they got did security. Have security with them why don't yeah. they leave through the pat crush um, and hold but maybe them. he was trying to show strong protector he's leading through the fray while she sort of follows behind although that's what got him in trouble i guess what with a slap he what was a trying to protect her tool will smith is i'm sorry he's just he just is I, i've got no patience for that it's sort of he and alec baldwin to me are cut from the same cloth i just there's a lot of narcissism very very like, smart very narcissistic yeah. think they can say anything and sort of it's know. working his apology video worked now yeah. this will work I'm like he's he's getting back in I there guess so. he's a smart don't smart forget he can't go to the he's Academy Awards for 10 years. no oh well <laughs> it's okay he wasn't gonna win any Oscars <laughs> <laughs> he gotta make up for whatever the Serena Williams movie but it wasn't happening anytime soon <laughs> the Serena Williams movie <laughs> <laughs> anyway moving on sad news if yeah. you're a Tom Holland fan and you go to watch his updates on Instagram or Twitter because he has now officially left both platforms so he came out and said he's been absent from um, Twitter and Instagram the last few weeks but he came on Sunday to say he has deleted both apps because um, they've become detrimental to his mental state hi guys so I've been trying to make this video for about an hour now for someone that has spent the last I don't know 13 14 years however long I've been acting is it that long yeah it probably is that long I cannot seem to say what I need to say without umming and ahhing every five minutes so I'm going to try again so I have taken a break from social media uh, for my mental health because I find Instagram and Twitter to be overstimulating to be uh, overwhelming I get caught up and I spiral when I read things about me online and ultimately it's very detrimental to to my mental state so I decided to take a step back and delete the app yeah I think this is okay yeah I, sure. Uh, the, the thing I always question, I, I, I don't question the sincerity. From what I hear, he sounds like he sincerely finds it overstimulating, overwhelming, wants to take a step back, and it, it's upsetting to him. I always find it curious that someone who has this sort of sensitivity leans into a profession where it's obvious that there's going to be a lot of attention. If you're if you're uncomfortable with a lot of attention, yeah. becoming an actor is the worst thing you can do because the successful version comes with loads of attention like if you succeed in it it yeah but you don't always plan that out you don't know how you're going to react to the kind of negative 
comments until you actually live with them. Right? Also, every successful, I find, every successful actor or actress always winds up saying they don't read whether it be back in the day, it was the tabloid yes. magazines. Now that now it's social media, they don't go on the internet and read all the negative stuff people say about them. I mean, Let almost me every, like Jennifer yeah. Aniston famously was like, I don't look at any of the magazines. I don't read that stuff yeah. because it does affect you. Even if right. you're a really strong person, if you're just inundated all the time with negativity about yourself, yes. it's going to be. Well, let me ask you questions. Uh, we, we are exactly one one hundred millionth as famous as Tom Holland and we get one one hundred millionth the number of comments. But sometimes we get negative comments about us us in response to the YouTube videos for, for the sure. podcast, for the show, whatever it is. We are all very fat. According <laughs> we to are that. extremely fat I mean, and you know, very what? stupid. You know, point taken, yeah. though. Uh, <laughs> so it doesn't bother me in the least. And I've, I've talked to Derek. I've never talked to you about this. You can say whatever you want about me. It does not bother me. There's nothing that anybody could say out there. If I... If somebody achieves real fame and it's constant, does it break down even the strongest people or is it a certain type of person? Are there fam people as famous as, as Tom Holland who really don't care? It depends how strong of a constitution you have as a person. So you do think it is based on the person? I think so. I think if you are, uh, you know, absolutely and perfectly secure in who you are and your intelligence and your looks and all those things, it's hard to penetrate it. It's just, it's a sliding scale. It's harder and harder to penetrate when there are more and more eyeballs or more and more chisels trying to break down your your humanity in some way, you have to have a stronger version of that. But it comes down to the person. I mean, yeah. my, mine is not as strong as as some people, but there I get fewer comments, so I have to have a right, right, right. I, I have to I, have less of a defense. I, yeah, exactly. But if I were Tom Holland, I'd need to have like a really like brick foundation. I don't have that. And, but, but and thank goodness I don't get yeah. a lot. I remember every comment ever. Right, right. <laughs> well, we shouldn't. We should not invite you to what Derek and I say about you because it, it is just, nasty. I just uh, yeah. this this trend is interesting though that we're seeing all these celebrities coming out and talking about I their agree. mental health. Right. So I we agree. just saw. Um, uh, the singer. I can't remember. I'm blanking. Oh, Demi Lovato? No. No. Uh, oh, just left his tour. Oh, Sean, oh, Sean, Sean Mendes. Sean Mendes, yeah. Just left his tour because he said he has to focus on his mental health. So and I the think athletes, it's a really, we've seen Simone it, Biles. Right. We've so, seen Naomi Osaka. So I think this it's really trend. interesting that everyone's coming forward and like it kind of, you know, saying I'm having trouble with my mental health and I'm going to work on this. Right. Because that didn't happen 10 yeah. years ago. With, yeah. a, with actors, I find it interesting, though, because they, they require the attention to be famous. Like an athlete, Naomi Osaka and Simone Biles, I can see you committing yourself to your craft and becoming an Olympian and not worrying about the attention you get. You're just sort of perfecting yeah. a craft. Part of celebrity, Tom Holland, I guess you're acting as its own craft, but part of it is is cultivating the I, following. I feel far less for Tom Holland, et cetera, than I do for every 15-year-old girl out there who feels the compulsion to be on social media and is taken down once you're there. It's impossible. Right. It, it, social yeah, you media, sort of have to participate social media socially. Is in social, awful, social media. awful thing. Yeah, you can't exist socially without being on social media. Right. And very few people are willing to not be not participate. Tom Holland can still participate fully in pop culture and, and do all the things he wants to do. When you're a kid, you can't, and, and social media just tears you down. It's a terrible, terrible thing. So will he come back? That's my, my final question. Is it, When this is a break, is it sort of he, he gets lulled back into it? Does it hurt his career? I think it does it hurt his career is a question. Yeah, I mean, I think it does. It hurts I think, me. I want to see some Tom Holland hot on, <laughs> on the Instagram. It really way, hurts me. He should just filter for Katie's positive comments, and he'd feel great. He'd feel yeah. great. Take your shirt really off. Good. Take your Actually, shirt off. That's a good idea, positive or negative, and you just filter by just him. Filter just filter it. That's what Donald Trump famously does, right? He would yeah. get binders full of news articles that were positive about him that he'd every morning to get him pumped up. Is so, there anyone, that's a good point, that, is there anyone more impervious to negative comments than Donald Trump? I know we think of him as thin-skinned, but he actually receives a ton of like, oh. you're dumb, you're fat, and yeah. he just persists and bloviates his way yeah. through well, life. Bit, but it also, it also cripples him, right? He, it, it, he, not publicly. 
Well, I, I think that's wrong. He goes out there and he complains about people with physical illnesses and mental problems and makes fun True. of them. And yeah. I think it destroys him. He just responds with anger yeah. and animus as opposed to like backing away. Yeah. He's never moved through the stages. He's just stayed on anger. <laughs> right. All right. That'll do it for us. Uh, see you on Wednesday, everyone. Later. Later.